right. So this is a, uh, I guess what we call a, a short cast, right? It's an opportunity for us to reflect on some of the guests that we've had. Um, you know, it's July right now. A lot of people are, are off and there's an opportunity for us to just kind of sit and see, you know, what this podcast is about and, and what things have done and what we've accomplished so far. Right. right. And so what we also want to do is that um, we do stuff behind the scenes that have been, it's been interesting. We've had some really cool guests yeah. on. And I think what we can do is kind of talk through like what we do before, some of the things that we're doing in the studio, and then what we do after, and how we kind of put this whole thing together. That, that's I, I like that. I, I want to go that way. Um, and I think the first thing we need to do is uh, reflect on the purpose of this of this podcast. For me, it, it's become it's become two things. Uh, first, you know, our, our primary purpose was to establish and kind of flip the TGIF culture on its head, right? Work on Friday, bust your ass, do what you can do to succeed. That's how we're going to do it. But I think what's happened is that we've had an opportunity to witness elite people and their greatness, and we've seen various formulas of success, and they've art- they've articulated it, and it's been an amazing, amazing opportunity, amazing we're, time. Well, I think we've learned a lot through this, and we talked through it. So one <clears> of the <throat> things from a behind-the-scenes perspective that we do is after each episode – we do a recap and yeah. kind of what you did well, what I did yeah. well, but yeah. also what we learned and what were like some of the highlighted points from from the guest, from the interview, just immediately, like right off the bat, 90 seconds after we're done recording, we're like, hey, what, what were your takeaways? And yeah. I thought that that was really kind of an interesting thing where we started to learn and understand what elite people are doing what they're doing to become it's, elite it's and really, what they've really had cool. to overcome yeah well let's dive in let's dive into an example um our first guest i believe was what kyle williams yeah right what did, was there something that that jumped out on, uh, at you uh at just well, throughout first, the podcast? first with kyle i think just from a, like a from our perspective we didn't do anything like we just started this podcast and we just like sat down and started asking questions right? yeah like that was that was literally how this podcast we knew what we were going to do we were going to do a podcast we knew kyle was going to be the first guest yeah but we really just sat down and it was so natural yeah all right yeah. now kyle is just such an easy interview because you can ask him a question and he goes into several different layers he's he's he has that gene from a gm right so his family and his upbringing taught him how to articulate and 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 speak in a way where it almost felt like we were part of a media well, group that, and he was he had been trained for that since he was two years exactly old. exactly what I wanted to hit. Like the thing that jumped out at me, he was li- literally raised for this. He was born in the pro world. And and what a, what an awesome, like, uh, it was a blessing for him to be the first one. Because, yes, it looks so smooth, but goodness, the guy's, he's literally a professional. Well, that's what I was talking about, is how bad we probably were yeah, as people that are interviewing. Yeah, he made us look good. Yeah. He was so natural and was able to take his story, and God, what an engaging story. It was phenomenal, but what I took from from his episode was the fact I was fascinated about how um, he was trained and 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 born for this, and, and reflecting on an, um, being his agent, now I, it was interesting. For me, I was like, you know, it was never very difficult to get him a look. Yeah. It was never very difficult. It's usually pretty freaking difficult. Once you get cut once in the league, you, you it doesn't matter who you are. You have this, it, it, your brand changes. The, the psychology changes. I don't know what exactly it is, but something changes. And yet, Kyle, it seemed like teams just always liked him, and I didn't really understand exactly what it was. I mean, certainly, he's, don't, don't get me wrong, he, he was a phenomenal athlete it was fun to watch him run like he was just so fluid his speed his quickness everything about him was amazing but there's a lot of guys on the street right now in the nfl that that have a speed that have a strength so what was it well maybe it was the fact that teams trusted him to be a pro 
Yeah, that's a great point. I think the the other thing that I would take away is if any guest epitomizes getting knocked down and getting back up. I mean, Ooh. this guy, all of the injuries and even some of the things that happened on the field, right? Like what he would be known for from a 49ers fan perspective yeah. would be his drop punts in a playoff game that they or they were probably going to be favored to win the Super Bowl. You have no idea how many DMs I got when of people from the Bay Area going, I always wanted to ask that. He's like, thank you. And quite frankly, it was a platform for Kyle from Kyle's perspective to finally reflect on that and share his perspective. He never really got to share his perspective and God, what a perspective. Well, so interestingly, like right after the podcast and it was our first one. So we yeah. didn't have a ton of expectation. We yeah. didn't know really what to expect from a guest perspective, no. man. He was so fired up. He enjoyed it maybe more than any of our guests. And, yeah. and he kept talking about when's the next time I can come on. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it was it was really, I think, refreshing from our perspective because we didn't know really what we were doing. I don't know that we still do. But I think from our <laughs> perspective, to see his enjoyment and see his delight in what we had just, I don't want to say accomplished, but what we had just done and yeah. gone through, it was really awesome. Dude, from, a, it, from It was a, cathartic. I mean, he was literally, he felt like he, it was something that he needed and it was awesome for us to be able to provide that. It was a deep, it was deep. It, yeah. it was cool. It was. Yeah. He, he's a great guest. Cause you can ask him a question like, Hey, where are you from? And then he goes on for five minutes and talks about some of the background and some of the things that he had. Super through. fun. It was, it was awesome. That was a great episode. So transitioning into yeah. our second guest, which, <laughs> oh boy. which <laughs> I think from my perspective, and again, I think you and I both have met thousands, if not yeah. tens of thousands of people in our lifetime yeah. and have been around some incredible people and have yeah. been blessed and all and, of those. And you know when you know, right? And and, and ask and, and meeting this this guy, Lewis, and then going through the hour, hour and a half that we had the opportunity to, in the studio to talk to him was incredible. So I'll, I'll give a little background because we're talking a little bit about sure. some behind the scenes stuff. So. The first thing we want to talk about is what we're doing before to kind of get yeah. to know the guests. And I think yeah. we can just transition into that is we take all of our guests out to lunch. We take them to Bullies right across the street in, in Mission Valley, San Diego. And we're really, it's for some of us, it's the first time that we're, for me, uh, it, it could potentially be the first time that I'm meeting these guests. So sure. there was a level of oh, man. like him being that, reserved that where, I, where I, I mean, I'm like, damn, this is going to be an interesting interview. This very reserved. And then he starts to open up, he gets more comfortable, and he talks about why, because of his prison experience, as to why he's reserved up front. He's basically, he's Scoping eyeing you, you from, yeah, from eyeball to toenail. He's looking at you like, I need to scope you out, I need to see who you are. And within minutes, he's able to have a scouting report where he's like, I'm either going to trust you or I'm not, and then we'll go from there. It's instinctive. Do you have that in business? Do you have instincts? I think everyone has instincts, right? And it's just a matter of whether those instincts lead you down the right path or the wrong path. And again, yeah. it's not hundred percent either way. You just want to win more than you lose on yeah. from an instinctual basis. But it was really fascinating to watch his instincts and how quickly, how, first of all, you're identifying it. If you have instincts and you have to make these determinations really, really quickly, yeah. you can also see from another perspective what they're doing, which I thought was, I mean, when we sat down to lunch, it was like, whoa, this guy, he's legitimately judging me right now. <laughs> right? Like, and that's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. And then we, we started asking more questions. Let's jump in because he was one of the most interesting human beings yeah. we, we've yeah. ever met. We talked about that right after. He was truly just is. fascinating. Truly is. I, I think the, the, so let's go back to takeaways, right? I mean, that's what, that's what we're trying to do. 
I think for me, there were so many takeaways. He had so many reflective, fascinating thoughts. But for me, coming back to us and what I think hit um, a nice a nice place was his story about walking out of his USC class because because he saw his professor get his business. Uh, professor, get in a, a raggedy a Honda or something like that. And he's like, fuck this. <laughs> Why fuck am off? I here? Why am I here? Yeah. But it, what it, it goes to a point that we talk about a lot. You know, USC arguably is a, uh, a higher learning institution, right? And yet it's there's a difference between, there's a distinction between um, education and practice sometimes. Um, and, and there's a disconnect, right? We talk about it. I mean, let's talk, I mean, we talked about it even today earlier. You joke around about, you know, how you had a, kind of a shitty uh, GPA, but you're a hell of a successful business person. Oh, here right? we go. We had to bring that up, didn't well, we? Well, no, but, but it, it goes to this point. It goes to Louis Siskin's point. He recognized early on that there was a disconnect. There's a problem with education. If you were going to teach a business class, were you, would you literally, uh, okay, order this textbook because we're going to do this. I, I would argue that. I would assume you wouldn't. Well, listen, he didn't get a college degree, but he had a PhD in business. I mean, you walk, <laughs> we walked out of this hour and a half sit down with this guy, and we were, our eyes were big. Like, we had just witnessed something that we would never forget. And, yeah. and so if you haven't listened to this episode, if there's any yeah. episode to listen to, yeah. I think it's this one because you're going to be a better business person. And just for some background, if you haven't, so Lewis was a – huge ecstasy dealer and was yeah. busted in the biggest ecstasy bust for, from the FBI perspective, or the, what is it called? The DEA or whatever. Yeah. The DEA busted him as the biggest ecstasy dealer in the, in the world, or at least in the U S and he got himself out of prison. And so, I mean, it's just a fascinating story. And just to point on that, it, even the fact that he's an ecstasy dealer, remember that that literally was a solution to a business problem. Remember? I mean, he had a, he had a problem with cash and the cocaine. This was a way to offset us. He was, it was a solution. It was just amazing. Well, you could tell just about someone being thrown into many different surroundings on this podcast, but more importantly, like the, his examples of how he was thrown into prison and then how he was basically negotiating with the kingpins, kingpins of the prison. So he was going to be taken care of. So within days, if not weeks, he became a, like a made man where he was just hey, taken care of. Like, and so there was no, no worries. Like, oh, and he was man. able to take, so he basically took the kingpins and had the ability to pay their girlfriends yeah. in cash outside from people on the, on the outside streets. Yeah. And that's how he negotiated. So it was fascinating. I, yeah. I could almost say I learned more about business in that hour yeah. than you have in any other podcast or any other time that I've sat down with someone. Well, and I've sat down with CEOs in all different walks of life. And I found him to be super brilliant and very, very, like well attuned with what he was good at and then how to execute. Yeah, so yeah. Th that's one thing that I think is, is important. And I don't mean to take up all no, the time, no, but, no, but no, the execution right. part of try it. usually try anyways. Yeah, I know I'm, I'm bogarting all the time here, but I think it's the execution part that I've been really fascinated with, right? right? Like a lot of people work hard, but you actually have to execute. You have to take mm. the hard work mm. and then execute yeah. on it, right? Like there's a, there's a level of there, winning. There, there's practice players. <laughs> there, there are, and yeah. And there's a couple of times where some of the pro athletes have come in and said, there's guys that can practice and they're really, really good. Yeah. But it's when the lights come on, it's what are you doing when, when the lights come on? How are you performing and how are you executing? So whether it's sports or business, there's this level of have you won or have you lost? And right. people need to t keep track. You, you do. You do. And, you know, we would be remiss if when we were talking about Lewis, 
obviously, you know, I was I was shocked. We we were talking, and then uh, he he says, "Hey, I have to you know handle some stuff in Thailand because obviously one of the games that he's killing it in right now um, is the PPE game, and he had a glove deal out in Thailand. And next thing you know, I, we're getting uh, we're getting Google News reports that he's been he's been arrested by Thailand authorities. For, I mean, for holy a, shit! Literally two or three weeks, we were gonna go visit him. For yeah, God for sakes. for attempted murder. So just as as some context after the show. We're going to take guests, and we'll, we'll, we'll give some more background on what we yeah, do before, sure. during, and after. For but sure. after the show, we went out to dinner, and he basically invited us to Thailand because yeah. he wanted us to understand what hit this PPE game was all about. Yeah. This was this was months ago, and, and we're, you know, obviously COVID, and there's a big business for this type of stuff. But yeah. he had explained what he was doing and what he was going to be doing in Thailand for a six-month, basically, tour to, yeah. to maximize some profits yeah. during a time where you can really yeah. make some money in this stuff. And in a month after our podcast, a month after that dinner, he's literally arrested and he's in a prison for attempted murder in Thailand. And really interestingly enough, we're all sitting around kind of yeah. talking about what this podcast is going to be today. And he messages both of us on Instagram pretty, like, hey, I'm innocent. Pretty fascinating. Right? Like this yeah. is this yeah. is was really kind of like, whoa, what's going and on by here? By the way, I'm in full support of him and I wish him all the best. I, I just, it's, it's very fascinating to me from a legal perspective because there is a hell of a distinction between U.S. law and, and what goes on over there in Thailand. So it's going to be fascinating to, to see how this how But if, this but, but I mean, if, as you think about it, uh, right, if there's anyone who could potentially get themselves yeah. like out of any situation, yeah. I mean, this yeah. guy is just a magician when it comes to figuring well, and, shit and out. And often, so. quite frankly, often, sometimes, sometimes it's, it's him revealing truth in the way that should be seen. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's how he sees things. So it's, it's interesting. It's, yeah, he, he was just something else. Something. I mean, that's one interaction with a human being I'll never forget. Yeah. So, yeah. so moving on yeah. to, to, to episode number three was probably the, the most prevalent star yeah. that we've ever had on the show. Yeah. Um, so Bud Dupree came on. And what, why don't you take us through what your what your takeaways were from Bud's interview? You know my favorite story, and this is a little bit background, right? This this is not um, while we were doing the podcast, but it was funny because his demeanor is unique. Um, you met him, and you're talking. We we did our lunch, right? And remember, you're like, hey man, I got I got to talk to you for a second. And so you, we we went upstairs to your office, and you're like, look, we're we're really gonna have to we're gonna have to carry this. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. concerned. I'm concerned he doesn't like talk that much. And and I told you, I'm like, you know what? I had you know, there's this demeanor thing. I understand what you mean, but I promise you that when the lights come on, that guy lights up. It's unbelievable i don't know what happens maybe it goes back to being an athlete and when the lights come on but that was my it was really really fun for me to not only assure you that but then have you watch that happen well it's it, it was one of my takeaways too it was so funny because that's absolutely true where i'm like man what are we going to talk about and so from my perspective because you already knew him obviously right. and had and inter invited him on and, sure. and, and brought him in from arizona where he was rehabbing but when we got to the lunch every question where I'm trying to engage, trying yeah. to understand who yeah. he was, it was one word answers. Yeah. And he was talking because a lot of the times people that are coming on as guests are bringing friends and they're sure. using this as an opportunity, one, to come on the podcast, to have a great experience. But two is, I mean, we live in San Diego. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Let's not get it twisted. If we yes. lived in Arkansas, we're no, probably gonna have a hard time probably. getting guests. We live in San Diego, so there's something Sun, about San Diego. Sunshine and water are not a tough sell. And, and <laughs> there's beautiful babes. Yeah. Every, I mean, there's there's women, <laughs> there's everything, and there's beaches, <laughs> and there's nightlife, there's restaurants, yeah, and yeah. then there's more beautiful women. So I mean, San Diego is just a beautiful place to be, and so a lot of people want to come here. But yeah. but 
that was that was an incredible takeaway. But I got to tell you, that's just a massive human being, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. just. He's I huge. think what is he? Six five two six, six, six two seventy eight. Okay, not yeah. not that you're counting or no, anything no, no, like no, that. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. But he was he was an impressive individual from like a physical standpoint. And then you're right when when those cameras started to yeah. roll. He, he, there's a transfor- transformation that happens, yeah. and it's instant, and yeah, it's, it's amazing it's to watch. Awesome. It's awesome. And here's another takeaway that I that I that I had during that podcast. What a caring human being, a caring and humble human being. When we ask certain questions, I, I'll never forget. You're like, hey, what was the first thing you got? You know, you got yourself as kind of like when you got your fr- when you got drafted in the first round, and and it, it, it I got my mom a house. It's it's it's. I, it was nothing for him. What did you get yourself? I didn't really. Well, my agent got me something, but he never. And this is true. He he is always thinking about how he can lift up other people. And one of the things he said was, uh, some leaders some leaders are vocal, and some leaders like to lead through example, right? And I think that's he's the epitome of what he says he is. Well, and interestingly enough, so it was he was more uncomfortable talking about himself, but he was yeah. more comfortable talking about his coaches, some of the right. some of the family influence that he had had and I I think that just goes to character, which is which is interesting because he's in he, different than a lot of other people that we've had where their time was many, many years ago, yeah. he was in the prime of his career. And, and a week later... It was a week before we did this $85 million deal. So I mean, if if you're looking back on your life, right, when was the time where your ego was the highest? I mean, come on. When was sports. it? I'm, I'm asking. I mean, it was sports, sports, right? Like there's yeah. this level yeah. that of boisterousness, of, yeah. of cockiness, of a- almost arrogance. By the way, that, that may be a, a symptom of culture, but we don't need to get into that. I mean, culture pushes athletes up too. I mean, it's they're, they're which celebrated. Is, which is almost like even more so of the astonishment of looking at it and saying, wow, when, when you come in and, and talking to us and being so humble and, and like there was zero braggadocious, he was, oh. he did not have any of that. And it yeah. was, yeah. and he knew, right. You know, you're getting paid in a week when free <laughs> yeah. agency starts, you know, you're about to get paid. Yeah. So there may be some level of confidence to that, of just yeah. where, where you've already, you know what you've done. You've already made some money yeah. and you know, you're about to get a really nice it, paycheck. It, it's going to be really interesting. I'm going to say one thing that I also learned from him that, that it's going to be really interesting to watch the, his season this year because of one of the things he captured, I think he's one of the first guys to really talk about this was the concept of a winning culture and the locker room and how, how you know, the Steelers kind of, you kind of knew, and the Steelers as an organization, you just kind of, you kind of know you're thrown into this and you need to be a certain way. And now he's shifted to a totally different team, a totally different dynamic. It's going to be interesting to see how he leads that team because he is a leader. It's just going to be interesting to see if they're successful. Well, and, and Kyle was the same way, and it was it was interesting. Kyle, and then, and we're going to transition into Guy next, but sure. to see the NFL guys that we've had a chance to, to, to interview and talk to and getting their perspective on what a winning culture is and what a culture that's not a winning culture. And, and those things, there's such a parallel <laughs> to, to those and into business. Oh, yeah. And, and I've seen both. And, I, and, and so listening to them talk, they're the exact same thing. And, it, and that's why when we're talking to these, to these athletes or people that have done really extraordinary things in life, what we're trying to do is ask questions to relate it to people that aren't going to play in the NFL or haven't. But no matter what they're doing in their lives, there's things that you can listen, you can learn, you can understand the perspective. And then if you can, you can extract things that can really well, be impactful you, in your life. You said something interesting. We were talking today um, about when you, you know, when you review, when you review a hire, right? That you, you like, you, if athletes play a role, if, if there's an athletic background, it plays a role. What was it exactly that? that it absolutely you, is. So I'm looking at it, you know, there's a, there's a car, uh, what is it? Enterprise. They only hire college athletes, oh, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they go out and they, yeah. they, I remember seeing them and they were, 
sport, they you know, once they identify a college athlete, they call you forever until yeah. you actually either say no or or you. No, work I for even them. got a call from them. It's unbelievable. Well, I mean that that might have. <laughs> we're gonna have to call their HR department because you actually didn't play college sports. So. But what they want is college athletes because yeah. of the discipline and because of the competitive spirit yeah. that comes from college athletics, which I wholeheartedly agree. Like oh, yeah. we, we have a, we have someone in, in on our team who is a, who's ultra competitive and she's new mm. and she played soccer at, at Clemson oh, and, wow. and I could tell, and she's newer here. So she's looking at people that have been here for longer and they're more established and it's driving her yeah. nuts. Yeah, and I'm, sure. and I'm watching this process go on mentally for her and how she's handling it. And she's just such a competitor that I'm, I'm enjoying how she's pushing herself to become That's better awesome. and better. So That's it's really awesome. it's really cool to yeah. see. But kind of transitioning back, sports plays a huge role in, mm-hmm. in competing and stuff like that. And and Guy is our fourth guest, yeah. right? And and uh, he is so unique. And I, I'm excited to hear your takeaways mm-hmm. from him. Mm-hmm. But mine was to be able to talk to somebody who had like hand in hand combat with Bill Walsh and Joe Montana, who I think are just two of the greatest like competitors of all time and, and have the success to back that up. But it was interesting to hear his takes on what made them great. And, and, yeah. and aside from the Patriots, they were the greatest dynasty of all time. So tell me a little yeah. bit about what you thought from guys. Exactly. You know, I, I loved him digging into Bill Walsh and it wasn't because obviously we're, we're implicit Niners fans, right? We grew up watching the Niners. Bill Walsh is a celebrated coach, yada, yada, yada. Right. But to sit there and listen to a man who's, literally experienced it, lived it, and was able to articulate things in such a way that was amazing. Um, and let me give an example. Uh, one of the things that will always stick with me is he, uh, Bill Walsh would always ask, how are you doing? You would always take interest in the person. And, and, and that was part of the winning culture. And for him to reflect that and then give examples of that and to say, and that's, by the way, touched my life in a way that I've applied it and succeeded and continue to succeed because of the culture that Bill Walsh brought. For me, that was, that was an example of, of some really cool stuff. So I obviously do a lot of training around leadership and, and development for myself mm-hmm. for, because I'm a leader of a company and I take a lot of pride in, and I feel a, a level of responsibility that comes with that. And listening to that made me go back to some of the, whether it's the teachings or the coachings that I've gotten in my past, and I've reached back out yeah. to ask specifically, what can I be doing a better job yeah. of? And so I've talked to, to some local CEOs to understand how they're actually doing it. Because when you start to scale and you have a lot of people that, whether they report to you or they, they work with yeah. you, there's a, it's a lot, and sometimes it feels overwhelming in how Bill Walsh was able to take a group, yeah. not just the players, right? So we we, we talked to, to Guy, and it was it was the players, but it was, it was the dynamic. It was the, no, ownership. it was the admin. Yeah. It was oh, the guy that, that was taping ankles. Yeah. Uh, it was the guy who was mowing the lawn. It yeah. was every single one of those people, and whether it was the owner or the coach, having a relationship with everyone in the building because they knew when you have everyone in the building operating at a high level. Heartbeat. Yep. At one heartbeat and with the same goals and intentions in mind, you're you have something that's it's it's like going good to great, right? It's yeah. like they there's all this written material about it, but when you see someone who actually lived it and it was practical and you could take something away from it and you're like, wow, if you talk to enough people that are great and you pay attention and you really listen, you're going to learn something. And yeah. I felt like listening to what Guy had to say about them and how their greatness 
trans transcended a sport, the sport, right? In America. Yeah. It was fascinating. Yeah. I mean, and, and we're learning, right? I mean, let's touch on what you just said. We're learning that and, and I'm applying things and I've, I've, it's funny. I've, I've, uh, you know, had moments where I've actually gone back and watched something and go, holy shit, that was really good. I need to apply that and remember what we said. What do you, what do you mean? Tell me more about that. Well, for example, just, you know, I, I late, I hearken it to, you know, getting up and get back down and, and, and understanding that recognizing adversity is something that's really, really important to recognize. You got to, as, as Lewis Siskin said, right? You can either, when you're faced with adversity, you can either um, freeze or recognize the landscape. I mean, what excellent words of wisdom that was. I mean, that really, if you apply that to your life and you're feeling a certain way and go, and you stop and go, why am I feeling that way? What do I have to do to defeat this? How can I win? If you just do that little bit, it, it changes your life. I, I think a lot about like checkers and chess, right? Checkers mm, and chess. And yeah, when you're playing yeah. chess, you're looking at two, three, four, maybe even 10 moves away and what your opponent is going to do. And it's the same thing of reading people and playing poker and so forth. And I, and I, I try to equate some of that stuff in, in business and strategy when I'm sitting down and talking to, to, to people in this, in this studio. Sure. And it's super interesting because some of them don't even recognize what just natural gift that they have. Sure. Right. And so sure. what we're trying to do is people that are interviewing and, and, and by the way, have no experience in doing this and yeah. we are completely winging it at this yeah. point, but we, we have a like a uh, inherent competitive spirit where we do want to get better. And we'll talk about that at the end where we're, sure. what we're doing to try to do that. But it's interesting to see people just with natural gifts and then trying to talk to them about it mm -hmm. and some of the aha moments that they yes. that they go through. That's so great. epiphanies. Yeah. All right. So we're going to move into to our next episode, yep. which I think is was an was a really interesting one, which was Marquette, who you yeah. probably have the most intimate. I know him as well. We had yeah. a, a good yeah. uh, a lot of experiences with him, but. You knew him really well, sure. and you were able to kind of extract sure. some things from him. But what were some of your takeaways with the Marquette episode? You know, for me, I think the pivotal takeaway is looking at where he is in his career now. The question will always be, you know, if he doesn't get another chance to play, he clearly was at a certain time the best in his position in the world. So for, for him not to get another opportunity, does that mean, is, is that tragic is that tragic and I why? I think we've got to be careful what we use the word tragic, right? Well, like the guy made millions of dollars true, in, in playing true, a sport. True. However, there was still this level of question on whether he recognized his responsibility and role in not having a job in the NFL right now, right? Because there is a level in any industry with any person. Yeah. Is that person worth the, the problem, you're, you're if, right. if they're you're causing, right. if, the, if the noise is so loud. You're right. And so it was interesting to talk to him about you're that. You're right. And, and, and I don't want to say the word defend Marquette, but I, wanna, I do want to touch on something. That, and this is from reflective insight of knowing him inside and out. You know, the same thing that uh, we're talking about that may have forced him out of the league, I think his, his finickiness, for example, his personality traits are uh, ironically the same reason why he was as good as he was. Sure. So then you really kind of you step back and go, that's who Marquette is, and and if uh, potentially if teams step back and go, that's who Marquette is. Obviously, they have to go through and, and juggle and everything. But I think I would argue that you know his finicky nature, and I'll just you know say that finicky is the word for now, is what made him great. And and as interestingly enough, he's stepping into his music career, right? And, and he's just made, there's going to be a major announcement actually later today. He's, one of his songs is actually going to be uh, commercialized. 
and 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 he's he's gonna be good. And I, let me tell you, in the beginning of when he started doing his music, he fucking sucked. It was awful. And and by the way, Marquette, some of your songs still suck, but <laughs> some are actually really really good. And he's taking. You want to talk about mentality and what we took took from Marquette? He is taking what he did in football, and he's found another passion, and he's using that same drive. And I'll be damned if if it's not working. Well. That's interesting. So we'll go behind the scenes. Yeah. And we, when we went out to to dinner with him after, one of the things as you talk about is creative. He lights up when he talks about the creative. Yeah. He lights up, so you could tell he was he was he was really really happy doing what he was doing. So that was a takeaway. But when we go to the restaurant and he sits down, we're not sitting down for more than five minutes. He calls over the manager of the restaurant and he says, "Hey, you're going to play this song on repeat." Yeah. And he had had them play the song so there's a his level song, of like his song not the his song so, sorry yeah. He, uh, you're right yeah. his song for clarification purposes but there's this level of belief in what he's doing yes like nobody nobody knew who he was nobody no. knew what the no. song was no but he in his head it was the song to play at that time and he wanted to hear it and he was and, damn well going to hear I, it at that and restaurant I'll tell you, back in the day that might have annoyed me but knowing who he is i appreciated that i now appreciate his drive it used to oh, do this do that it's like no no no. He, that's his drive and you have to appreciate it okay so but i'll argue the point yeah go ahead. And, and this this point should be said is that there is either a level of awareness that you have to have to be able to be successful because what got you there may not get you to where you want to go and Fair so point. understand that what he was able to be successful because of some of this boisterousness but when you're a punter, you do operate on, under different rules than the quarterback. Uh, sure. Right? Sure. And so your noise can't be as loud as a quarterback, right? Like if yeah. Aaron Rodgers yeah. was a punter, yeah. he would never play in the NFL again. Right. Right? right. That, this is right. simple math. And again, it, it happens in business too. It's what what's the noise surrounding you yeah. and what yeah. is the value yeah. that people are getting from you I being agree. around? So I agree. I agree. those, are, those are certain things. But it's interesting to look at somebody who has had, who's been at the top of their game yeah. and then now reflecting because with age comes reflection oh, and there's man, maturity. And, I mean, but there was a time in that podcast and it was interesting because I cut you off because I wanted to go yeah. back to it. It was, it was, I mean, I cut you off a lot because yeah. sometimes you just don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. You. And yeah, the questions that. are just so boring. I was just like, Hey, I got to carry this podcast again. It's like, here we go yeah, again. No wonder these why your knees hurt. Yeah. <laughs> they do hurt too. <laughs> but in, in that podcast, we talked about him in getting cut and some of the reflection that yeah. he had had. And it was interesting because I've had these conversations with him outside of a podcast and it was just like, didn't care, totally disregarded it. But now sitting down and actually getting his reflection yeah. years later, it was much more intimate, it's much more detailed yeah. in, in his reflection. Yeah. And so super interesting to get his real takeaways as yeah. he's grown and matured. Yeah, really. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what, what's next? Who, who do we have next? Yeah, yeah. This one was near and dear to my heart because he's an old college teammate of mine. Oh, and when I yeah. say old, we're both old yeah. now. So that, that, yeah. uh, uh, was really fun. This one was fun because I had obviously a, a lifelong experience with with Rashid and Rashid Davis had had played at San Jose State, had barely played football before that, and then had gone through basically the most interesting maze of an NFL career where it started in arena, went to the NFL, and then he bounced around, played different positions, and just just an incredible example of the mentality and work ethic where it goes to the point of what we're trying to talk about here yeah. of if anyone epitomizes like hard work, perseverance, dealing with adversity yeah. and saying, fuck every with everyone and everything yeah. I am bound and determined yeah. to make this work. I know I'm as good as the, the guy yeah. next to me, yeah. if not better. And I'm going to prove everyone wrong. It's this chip on your shoulder. It's this, you know, I, I think the most, the, one of the takeaways for me and, and not, I've known him for years, yeah. like as a friend, sure. And within 
five minutes of us sitting down and talking when the lights went on. We're talking about his dad getting murdered at a drive-through. I had never heard that story. I I had uh, never heard the story from his mouth. Sure. I, I you kind of hear rumblings about it sure. when you know him, but it was. I mean, it was deep, and it was deep in, in a very short amount uh, of time. In, in the first five minutes, and that's the takeaway that I got, that the one thing that will stick to me forever is is what he said, that um, you know society teaches men not to cry. I couldn't cry. And he went, I mean, that, so there's such depth there, right? I mean, men are taught not to cry. I mean, for me, for him to just sit there as an NFL player and reflect within the first three minutes of us talking about a societal pressure that he wants to change was, pre- was pretty fascinating. It, it, it really was. And I think, uh, you know, with him having the experience, so we were able to kind of jump right in and then kind of understand and learn. Uh, but it it is one of the episodes that I think we went really deep and we started talking about social issues, the impact of his father's death, death, um, his, his career and dealing with injuries and not, not being a guy who's good enough. Talk about awareness. He knew he was not good enough to be hurt and then make a team. Right. So I'll never forget that phone call. I broke my hand. Right. And we had to decide like, Oh yeah, well, no, you didn't. (laughs) Yeah. No, you didn't. (laughs) and, And he, and he was interesting because we had talked about like before and we always ask, Hey, is there anything off limits? And he's like, no, I'm, a, I'm an open book, yeah. but he actually has some things. His yeah. history is yeah. deep, and he and there's certain things where he, even he was like, "Hey, there's there's well, a couple certain things we can't share. There's certain things yeah. we can't." I, so I asked. It, I asked. Yeah, you did, yeah. And, and it and we respect that, and so yeah. we don't cover things no. that are not no. that are not comfortable enough to talk about because that's just not the but podcast. Here, here was here was for me what was cool and fascinating at the end. It, it came full circle from that because he's very into societal things, right? I mean, we, I mean, we did go deep. For me, it was fun to listen as to why he established his foundation because it all clicked as to why he did it. He he got taken out of a certain situation, was was shown different things, and that 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 changed his life in a positive way. And all he wants to do with Saturday Place is provide kids who are in the inner cities just a glimpse of something other than the inner city to give that hope, that one spark to to change. That that's that that did, that was some deep cool shit. Well, and it's also cool is when you see someone light up when they're doing something philanthropic and t- like they they don't. Like the difference between, I even asked him, I said, well, was the Super Bowl like the coolest day of your life? And he's like, no, we lost. And then it was like, okay, well, tell us about, you know, is it Saturday school? Is that the name of it? Saturday place. Saturday place. And so tell me about Saturday place. And he, you know, kind of, he perks up and he just, he gets going and and it's because you're doing, he's doing something he's super passionate about. So it wasn't the Super Bowl where, you know, hundreds of millions of people are watching them. It's about like the, the real work that goes into it that yeah. after the lights are off yeah. and that kind of epitomizes who that guy is, is yeah. right? Like if there's going to be somebody, if there's somebody who's working out when nobody else is watching, yeah. it's him. Yeah. And so that is one thing. Like I, I said it in the beginning when, when we were, when we first sat down, yeah. if there's anyone who epitomizes what we're talking about yeah. with this podcast, yeah. it's absolutely him. So let's, let's transition into What's next with this podcast? Well, and let's, let's before we do that, I'd be remiss to, to say like, do you like this logo? Yeah, no, I do, I do like the yeah, logo. Yeah. I, it's it's I worn who, on me. Yeah, the, the guy who created that. I mean, it was pretty cool for him to be able to sit here, sticker farm Ben from Sticker Farmer, as you as you recall. Um, <laughs> How could I forget? I, I mean, well, that, that here's here's that thing that we literally talked about. Here's a guy that has been able to monetize the creative like no one has ever before. The role of the artist, like you said, traditionally is not one of of uh, of riches, so to speak. And he's been able to to capture creative and and make it pop and and monetize it. And it was fascinating. 
Because right now we talked about the fact how a logo expresses who you are, what you do. It's so important and yet so misunderstood. Yeah, I, I mean, originally I told you I had a problem with the logo because of looking at, you know, brand and brand association. And, and there's been actually guests that we've invited yeah. on yeah. and because of the logo and, and some of the we've messaging. We've been censored yeah, we've on been Facebook. Censored. Yeah, we've been, oh, yeah, we have been censored yeah. on some, some of the social media, which I take I take yeah, great off. pleasure in that. Yeah, I, take, I, I, I do too. Fuck but off. But ben, ben was, uh, obviously, he, he was the one who created the logo and, and, and the signage that we have here. But Ben was an interesting interview for me because our brains operate on two different I sides, know. right? Left brain, right brain. And, and his creative is is so overwhelmingly brilliant and it's just the complete opposite. And I, I'm happy to tell you what I can do well no, and not do well. I and it was just fascinating to see the for dynamic. Me, it was fascinating for you to embrace that though. It was really fun for you to engage that and twist this into the business perspective of how things work. It was really fun for me to watch. So the takeaway from, from learning about Ben is really understanding kind of what you shared, which is, Hey, look, creative content, all that stuff. It, it's becoming a monetization right? The platforms are monetizing things and you better be aware and learn how to embrace artist or artistry or however you do that. Right. I mean, that's, that's what I take away. Yeah. His, his, there was a lot of nuggets and, and, and he was probably the most energetic and engaging and maybe the biggest performance yeah. of anyone that sat in that chair, because there's, there's actually, if you look at it, our studio, it's, it's pretty intimate and there's been some yeah. large people that have come into the studio. And so there's not a lot of room to maneuver. And we're always trying to get the, the, the camera angles to hit right so we can put this on YouTube. And he didn't move a lot, but his personality filled up his the room. His presence is, is his brand. Yeah. His presence is his brand. And it, boy, does he does he put it out there. And I, I love it. I boy, love does that he guy. Ha, does he also, the, there's this level of brand and then there's this level of loyalty and, a, and a, a affinity his towards him that was really depths, fun to see. A once, lot of depth. Yeah. Once we posted the episode and once he listened to it and saw it, I think it was fa fascinating to see the level of momentum that he was able to get in such a short amount of time. And he's a, he's a marketing genius. He really is. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, so what, what's next? What okay. So about? I, I think what we want to talk about is, well, let's just, I think because we just finished talking about yep. guests, I think it'd be a good transition to talk about like what the experience is like and what the guests may get either get out of it or what yeah. the experience can yeah. be like. So tell us a little it, bit about that. It's interesting. You know, it, it, we interviewed a couple of people to kind of help us with podcasts, right? And we, we've talked a lot, uh, different different ideas of, oh, well, you should create this kind of uh, thing or a situation where you have a pitch sheet, right? And there are things like that for me, I just, no. For me, I, I don't, I don't believe in that necessarily. Obviously, you know, I'm open to it. Right. But at, at the same time, I think that what was important for me is to understand that you don't need a pitch sheet. What you need is a reason why someone wants to come on a, on a podcast. Right. And for me and for this, it's the experience. It's number one, the fact that, Hey, when we invite someone on number one, we're going to take genuine interest in you. Number two, if you have a business idea out there, there's an opportunity for, for investments. Right. I mean, if, if you like you're you're a serial entrepreneur. Right. I mean, if you like someone's business concept, there's a reason why we're meeting. It's yeah, this is a, this is a fun thing to do. We want to talk about you and we want to we want to try to help people succeed and, and we want to give back um, some of the things that we've been blessed with and, and have this as a platform for people to learn. But there's a real experience here and you may have a business opportunity that we want to get into. So the, from the practical standpoint to give people that are still listening to this, yeah. <laughs> you know, some, some context on, on what we're actually doing is pre show. We're going to a lunch that we talked about across yep. the street and we're spending about an hour and a half casually talking, going through some stories, basically getting to know each other. 
Uh, and then we're going to come into the studio and we're going to record and we're, we're going to go over some ideas on an outline, but it's a really loose outline, right? And we're just going to say, hey, is it, what's off limits, anything? And yep. most people are like, nope, fire away. Then we're going to fire away at the, in the podcast. We're going to just kind of raw and authentic and organic and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. And then what we're going to do is transition. So I look at it from the, the pre, pre-show is getting to know people. It's kind sure. of like a first date. Then yeah. you're actually, sh- it's showtime and we're performing yeah. and then we're going to go and then we're going to expand on some of this stuff yeah. and we're going to take, um, and we've been going to Barbusa, which is a spot that I, great it's Italian near, restaurant near and dear to my heart here in San Diego. Great Italian cuisine. We're if you're ever in get, San Diego, go we'll, to Little Italy. We'll get PJ, <laughs> PJ on the, on the podcast yeah. or his dad, who's a, just a, a awesome, incredible, awesome character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to be on here, but, and then we're going to take him there and then we're going to go much, much deeper and talk about yeah. specifics, not just about the podcast, but what are they looking to do? Whether yeah. it's, you know, you have a, a marketing background where you understand how to monetize some of the marketing stuff yeah. and how to grow brand. And I'm going to talk about what entrepreneurial endeavors can we look at to where we can both together. potentially succeed together. Where can we win? And it's been funny. So where the podcast started was like, let's talk about mentality. What can we learn? How, where is this going to go from the inception, which was maybe a couple of months ago mm-hmm. to today, it has evolved and it has like progressed and changed yeah. in ways in which we didn't or maybe weren't prepared for, yeah. which have been kind of the fun part about this. this. The longer we go in process, the easier it is to crystallize what the message needs to be. And and that's been really fun to crystallize things. I think we've got better and better uh, to be able to really share what we're trying to do and the reason why we're here. Okay, so let me ask you a question. So we talked about what we think we're doing better. Yeah. What do you think we suck at? <laughs> oh, I don't suck at anything. But, uh, but okay. No, no, no. no okay, I mean, okay. there's a lot of there's you know, a lot of jokes I could throw look, out right I, now. I, I think it's actually getting better, but getting better at capturing Chris. What I'm talking about the process is. I think we need to. Sometimes we go off. We go off key, and I think we need to recognize when we go off uh, key, so to speak. And you we nervous? need to. Well, I hate I hate going off key. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to recognize when we go off and need to come back in and 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 focus on what the uh, what the listener is trying to gather from this. Because if you throw too much shit out there, they're not gonna they're not gonna learn anything. You got to kind of keep things razor sharp and limit it to maybe two or three concepts to try to go. Yeah, no, and I think in the beginning we because we were so new at this and we were trying to learn as we've gotten more experienced at this. I think that is one of the things that we're trying to do is kind of succinct and and be uh, more intentional with what we're talking about and then go a little bit deeper. So for me, what I don't like to listen to just in any podcast is just like a, okay, what have you done? And then they just kind of regurgitate some of the things that I could go on Wikipedia and find out or, or just with anybody. It's like surface level stuff. I like to go deeper. I like to figure out like, what are some of the experience, (laughs) what makes you tick, but also what are some, when you do do some of these things, whether they be fantastically amazing and everybody's seen them and everybody knows you for these reasons, right? You're going to sign a huge free agency deal, but what is, what's the impact that that's going to have and what translates to your family, to your friends? Like how does your life change? Like those things going deeper has really been one of the things I think we need to do, continue yeah, to do a better yeah, job at yeah, that. We need to challenge that. We need to challenge exactly. That. That's a great word for it. Yeah. So uh, we talk about the experience. So what are some of the things that you want to do as we transition into what's next? So we look at it as a four quarter game. We've yeah. committed to this for a year. We're about a quarter of the way through the year, and we have a lot of guests that we're super excited about that that maybe you can name drop as we finish this up. Yeah. But what's next for the podcast? Well, you know what I think was really important is to be cognizant of of um, societal societal norms um, and also be sensitive to certain things that society is trying to grow with. Uh, for example, we, we have yet to have a female guest. Yeah. And, and I think it's really important 
to have a, a couple, I mean, a couple females, right? But it's been interesting that, and maybe it's because obviously we're naturally, well, I'm male naturally. Um, but, you know, it may be that we're, we're male. But the point is we need to be cognizant of the fact that we need to provide this as a platform for every race, for every culture, for everything. And I think that needs to be a statement that we need to make. And I want to make that statement coming up to this next quarter. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good point. I think we did a little bit of that with, with Lewis and getting, yeah. a, who had a criminal background. Yeah. And then we also did it with the creative, with Ben, and yeah. seeing some of the different mentalities that can be successful and what they've done and kind of trying to extract some of that so so both both of us can learn, but also hopefully some people that are still listening. And I think you're right. Like the female perspective. So I'm in a coaching group, and there's, mm -hmm. there's 16 CEOs, and we all do something a little bit different. And it's so important. We had, there was a time in that group where we didn't have any females and it, it just does, it's not the same. It's that you're getting a lot of the same type of opinion and, and women just have such a different view in a lot of different ways and yeah. a much more uh, caring and empathetic way to treat either whether it's to treat people, but also from a strategic standpoint. Yeah. And I got to tell you, they, they nail it. And it's going to be really important that we see some of that because it's not just the strategic from the strategic standpoint and what they're doing. Again, it goes back to the point of it's, What's go deeper and understanding how they're making these decisions and, and what know, the impact I, I is. I think traditionally there's a, a when there's a perfect blend of an emotional reflection reflection with logic, it's 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 come to a good idea. It's a, it's fruitional. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, just from my perspective, I've seen you do a really good job as far as wh where we started and then you know getting to this point. Sure. Uh, hopefully you can accelerate that a little bit because I do feel like I've carried the podcast for the last several months. <laughs> yeah, thank and so, you. Hey, thank you for that. <laughs> you see that? I kind of warmed you up a little <laughs> yeah. bit and you thought, Oh, well, this is gonna... knew, but here's the problem. I knew it was coming. Yeah. That well, curveball, I was going to lay into it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's coming been... at your head that came straight to the strike zone. So yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's been fun. And I tell people that they're like, why are you doing a podcast, right? You're not making any money yeah. doing this. Why are you doing it? And I got to tell you one, it's for the learning Two, it's because it's been fun. Yeah. Like there's just this yeah. level of fun that, that yeah. we're doing it. Yeah. Uh, three is because we're doing a podcast in my business and I, I had challenged Max who, who, who works with us yeah. to do a podcast and he was just like never done. He was doing it on his own. And I kept saying, well, if you're not, if you're not willing to commit and learn it and do it, then how are you going to tell somebody else yeah. to do it? So it's been a lot of fun to learn. Well, and, and talk about going deeper on things. You know, there's one thing that you continue to say that I really listen to and, and you talk about your time. And as you grow older, that your time is very precious to you, right? And as you grow older, it becomes more and more precious to you. For you to take the time to sit down and, and try this and, and, and have an opportunity to give back, I think is, is pretty fucking cool. And, and, and it's, it's really neat. Well, I, I appreciate that. I was waiting for the curveball to no, come. So no, I'm going to no, cut actually, you off right there. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. But it is one of the biggest takeaways from age and experience and understanding and looking back on life and saying, you know what? When you used to chase money, now you chase time. And if you recognize that yeah, as soon as you quote. as soon as you possibly can in your life, yeah. it ha will have one of the greatest impacts. And you, so you start to think like, what is the value in what I'm doing right now? And who is it? What's the time well spent with who am I going to spend Guess that what time that with? does? It manifests happiness, right? It manifests happiness and people crave that and don't know what happiness is. First, they think it's the money. Then they get the money. They don't really, they're, they're still unfulfilled. But what you're capturing right there is really, really important. Well, so it's interesting, right? You ask any parent that's ever had, uh, you know, kids and what they want for those kids, right? Then no one ever answers that. Oh, I want them to be 
rich. Right. I want them to be wealthy. Right. Every single time, it's I want them to be happy. So parents know, yeah. right? Their kids being happy and healthy are the two most important things. And so when you transition from looking at the riches in your life and how you're evaluating quote unquote success, yeah. it really becomes who you're spending your time with and the value you're getting out of your time. So you can create a happiness yeah. within your ecosystem that to me changes your life. Now, again, for me to do that, it, it, there had to be some level of, of success because sure. I needed a platform to where I was never going to be happy without that. Sure. And I knew that. So I had yeah. to, I had to create that first. And that was the thing. If, if I can check that off, then it became, you can transition into how you're spending your time and who you're spending your time with. That's going to be ultra important as you want to take this, uh, you know, for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it. Everybody who's, uh, who's listened, this has been awesome. If you haven't checked out any of the episodes, this was one of the, you know, we called this a short cast because yeah. what we wanted to do is kind of recap some of the things that we've learned, but also give everybody a chance to kind of go back. If any of these kind of recaps have caught your attention, we'd yeah. love for you to either download uh, the episode, yeah. subscribe, wherever you get your podcast, check us out on YouTube. Uh, hit us up on on uh, any of the DMs and, and let us know if there's any guests. Yeah, that I love you it. Have. I love it when we get questions like on the, people will say, "Hey, well, what about this? What about that?" We'll we'll continue. We may even incorporate that in the next quarter. Let's an, let's actually answer some of the questions um, uh, for the prior prior guests before we get into the next guest. Possibly. It, it has knows? been a lot of fun. I know we're wrapping this up, but it yeah. has been a lot of fun from the engagement, whether it's been from people that we either know or just random people. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was really fun to you know go to the restaurants a couple of different times and people would say, "Oh, I listened to yeah. this," or you go out and you're you know, you're engaging and people are like, man, I checked this out. I love this episode. That's awesome. And you're right. Like if there are questions or if there's guests that, you know, or if there's people that you think would be great on the podcast, or if there's yeah. just anything that we're not doing or could do better yeah. or that you like, just feedback is great. So, uh, hit us up, uh, connect with us on all the social stuff. Uh, hopefully you guys are listening and liking, and then we can continue to get better. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think that's a wrap for our short cast. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. All cheers, right. brother. All right. Cheers.